Let's jump on. I've got just only got a few minutes this morning. It's good to see everybody. Glad you're here. Yes, so do all the things that Hannah said. Um, fill out the connection card. Give, give liberally. Get all the information, and, uh, and God's going to bless you. Amen? And grab your Bibles, if you would, this morning. We're still in um, our series, Your Time Now, and um, appreciate... Chris and the Holy Spirit over the last few weeks just uh, doing some amazing ministry and works. Anybody? Amen. Go ahead. Yes. I thought Chris. Amen. Thank you. So um, um, today we're going to jump into Joshua, the book of Joshua, chapter 6. And um, in Joshua chapter 6, maybe one of the most famous of all old-time stories. How many people have ever heard of Joshua and the walls of Jericho? Anybody? How many people? Raise your hand if you have heard of Joshua and the wall. Okay, there's a few people who haven't heard of it. All right, well, good. Well, you're in for some good, uh, good news this morning here. Encourage you. It's a great story. The children of Israel have come to the, um, they've been out of, they've been in uh, the wilderness for 40 years, come out of Egyptian bondage in the wilderness for 40 years. Moses dies, Joshua takes over, they go into the promised land. We talked all about crossing the Jordan River, how God just works some really miraculous things there. He's brought them into the promised land, he's ministered to them, healed them, got them ready to go in and do some things. And this is the first city, Jericho is the first city that they're going to conquer um, over in, in, over the next 40 years. They're going to have some of the most amazing conquests. They're going to take over territory. They're going to um, have exceptional victories. They're going, to, they're going to become wealthy. They're going to become blessed. They're going to spread their influence throughout that entire region. They're going to conquer the ites, all the ites we talked about a number of uh, weeks ago. And so God, they're just going it, to, it really is, it's their time, and that's why we're calling it your time now, because we know these are the same kind of things that God wants to do in our life, okay? Now, next week, we're going to come back, and we're going to deal with some of the specifics, some of the specifics of, um, of Joshua chapter 6, and them walking around the walls, and what happened when the, uh, the walls fall down, and all that kind of stuff. But today, I want to take just a little different turn maybe than something that you've heard before. And today, we're going to talk about government, okay? So I want to read some scriptures, and then we're going to, uh, we're going to jump uh, back here, and we're going to talk about government for a few minutes, all right? How many people are just thrilled when you hear the word government right now? Okay, I'm just like, woohoo, preach it, pastor, go boy, yeah, right? You know, I mean, it's like... All right, let's read the scripture. Joshua chapter 6, verse 2 says this. It says, And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. Okay, at this point in time, Joshua, they had heard about the children of Israel coming across Jordan. Everybody gets into the city. They're all standing there on the walls of the city looking around at what's going on. And, and you'll hear all about them walking around it. And all that stuff next week. But then verse 17, it says this. This city, Jericho, Jericho, shall be under the band. It and all that is in it belongs to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot and all who were with her in the house shall live because she hid the messengers whom we sent. But as for you, only keep yourselves from the things under the band. Now under this ban means, in some verses say, um, devoted to destruction, 
that it just means that these things are, are banned. They're going to they're, they're be completely destroyed, all right? So it says, so that you do not covet them and take some of the things under the ban and make the camp of Israel accursed and bring trouble on it. But all the silver and gold and articles of bronze and iron are holy to the Lord. They shall go into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted, and the priests blew the trumpets, and the people heard the sound of the trumpet. The people shouted with a great shout, and the wall fell flat down. So the people went up into the city, every man straight ahead of him, and they took the city. And they utterly destroyed everything in the city, both man and woman, Young and old, oxen, sheep, and donkey with the edge of the sword. And then down in verse 24, it says, And then they burned the city with fire and all that was in it. Only the silver and only the gold and only the articles of bronze and iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. However, Rahab the harlot and her father's household and all she had, Joshua spared. So we've got an interesting picture here, don't we? The children of Israel gone into the promised land. It's been promised for many, many years. They finally come into the promised land. And the first thing that happens is they conquer Jericho. But God says, listen, nothing of Jericho belongs to you. Again, more about this next week. But um, they said everything is to be destroyed. Now, now, get the picture of what he says here. Okay, first of all, every person went up into the city and they took the sword and they killed any of the people who lived in Jericho. The second thing they do, after they had killed all of the people, they killed all the flocks and herds and everything else, they built a big heap and they burned the city with fire. They, they utterly destroyed it. How many people are just glad you came to church this morning? Hallelujah, man. Pray. Woo! But you know what? This, this, this section of scripture brings some things up in our hearts today. And, um, and so I want us to talk about this from the perspective of government, of government. Um, how many people know we're about, what, eight days, nine days away from, from voting? Proud of, some, proud of you. I've seen some of you already putting on Facebook and different things that you voted. I'm proud of you. That's, that everybody needs to vote, okay? I, I, I sincerely believe that. I've heard people, I've heard the, uh, the statement a few weeks ago, I had the opportunity, when Danny was in town, I had the opportunity to go and hear Ben Carson speak and and Ben Carson made, an, I thought, an interesting point. He said, uh, um, some people say, you know, well, it's the, we've got a choice of the, the lesser of two evils, and I don't make choices between two evils. He said, you make choices between two evils every day. Would you rather get a splinter out of your hand or have an arm cut off? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you know, I, I mean we, we are. We're, we're making the choices. Would you rather... Uh, slam on your brakes and, and be disrupted and have the stuff that's in your back seat fall into your floor and papers scattered everywhere or run into the stupid driver that just pulled out in front of you. So I'm sorry, run into the uh, unaware person that just uh, shouldn't have a license, you know, I mean, whatever, right? So, so um, I mean, you know, what, what, what's, the, what's the better choice here? And let me say, and just as we talk about government, Look, I know that we've got struggles and we've got issues and we've got things going on in our government. But can, can I say this, that, that the, the choice, the option to bad government is not no government. Amen? The option is better government. It's righteous government. It's, it's God, government that's, uh, that's governed by God and that's influenced by people who pray and hear from the Lord. Amen? So, so go and, and vote. And, um, 
But let's jump in this morning. Let me, let me just ask some questions here today. Ready? Let's start with some questions. Maybe you were just thinking about these over breakfast this morning. So, um, one, why was it okay for God to give the nation of Israel land that was not theirs? It had belonged to all the ites, the Canaanites, Hittites, Perizzites, Gergesites, all those people, the ites that we talked about. Number two, was God fair when demanding that the people keep nothing from Jericho for themselves? After all, they're the ones that had walked in obedience, and they're the ones that went up and uh, conquered the city. Especially, especially when they had been obedient in doing what he said. Number three, you ready for this? Here we go. How do we reconcile the picture of God as a God who not only loves, Father, God loves us, but he, he is the essence of love. We, we would agree with that, right? That without God, there would be no representation of, of love known anywhere. How, how do we reconcile this picture of God with, as love with God who in this account of history says that everything and everyone in, in the city of Jericho must be completely destroyed? And they were utterly destroyed. The people were sent into Jericho, killed with a sword, then burned them. I mean, really, it's a pretty graphic picture. I know we don't smell the smells and see the ash rising here in our contemporary setting, but that's, that's a pretty difficult picture to see. If, I mean, it, it, would, it would not be a G-rated movie, right? I mean, it's difficult. How many people think that we're talking about a difficult thing here? Okay. So... Um, and then, <laughs> I thought this was interesting. So the only thing that gets, that gets saved, that gets redeemed, is the treasure, the gold, the silver, all the valuable stuff. And what do they do with that? They give it to the church. That'd play well in our media today, wouldn't it? <laughs> local church, New Covenant church, attacks local neighborhood, you know, <laughs> destroys it, takes all the gold for themselves, Right? That, that would play really well. So, so what's going on here? How, how, does, how does this all play together? How does it fit together? So let's, let's make a couple of observations. First of all, I think um, one of the problems that we have is that we limit our perspective of who God is. God is most definitely Daddy God. He's Abba Father. And we love him and he loves us. And, but that's not all that he is. He's also, he's also king of kings and lord of lords. And Jesus is a savior and he rules and reigns. But can I tell you this? He's also the one, that the Bible says that in the Old Testament, he was manifest as the chief, the, the, the ruler, the captain of the Lord's armies. Now, I, I don't want to paint a picture. I don't want to scare anybody about God being a big, bad, mean God. But let me tell you this. You don't want to box with him. You know what I mean? <laughs> Your arms aren't that long, okay? So it's a, it's a difficult situation. So let, let's answer these questions, and then we'll jump into a couple things. First of all, was it okay for God to give the land, to take it away from one people and give it to another people? Was it okay? I say that it was okay. You know why? Because ultimately, realistically, God owns everything. It's all his. It would be nobody's if it wasn't for him. As a matter of fact, he owns us. Amen? He really does. And so it comes back to the motive. Why does it exist? Is it for our purposes or for his purposes? He owns it. It's his. I think that um, 
that one of the things that we have to keep into mind is that, is that we look at things from a very temporal view and God looks at them from a, a long-term view. In this situation, I believe that God was acting not just as God, but he was acting as Lord. He was acting as king of the universe. He was not only, he was not only giving punishment to people who had rejected him, people who had participated in, in pagan and heathen and idolatrous things, but he was also removing things that if they were not removed would be a hindrance to his people in the days to come. God was operating from a standpoint of government, okay, of government. So let's talk about government. Now, I'm not going to have a time this morning to be able to flesh all of this out. So, you know, email me your comments, questions, and um, all that other stuff, and I'll... Um, I'll be sure to get right back to you. Um, so, uh, on that, okay. So, um, so as followers of Jesus Christ, okay. Let me say this: God, government, government exists for God's purposes, not our purposes. We, we got to get that straight in our hearts and minds. And let me tell you, that's not a contemporary thought that gets a whole lot of attention in our world today. We believe that government exists for us, okay, and, and I'll talk more about that, but government exists for God's purposes. Therefore, as followers of Jesus and as citizens of the kingdom of God, our number one responsibility, our number one responsibility when it comes to life and anything that pertains to government, okay, is what is God's purpose, what is God's will, what does God want? God first. And the church shouted and erupted in praise. <laughs> so, God's purposes. Now, now, we must recognize that government exists in every facet of society, in, in, in all of creation. There, there's government in the animal kingdom, right? Anybody ever heard of the king of beasts? Okay. There, there's government. There's, there, there's government. There's order. God is a very orderly God. There's government nationally. We talked about that with the election coming up. And, and again, let me, let me say this, okay? Not, not trying to be politically correct or incorrect, but, but when, we, when we act as citizens of the United States of America or any other nation that may be represented here, can I tell you that your first responsibility is to act as a citizen of the kingdom of God? Your, your first responsibility... So there may be times when you make a decision, when you pull a lever, punch a button, whatever it is you do, you vote, and it may not even be for your own best. Immediately, it may be best for the kingdom of God. Amen? We, we know that happens, right? Do we understand that sometimes that people function in different capacities? There's, there, there's times when, when, when a father in a household doesn't just make a decision that's best just for the father or just best for one child. He does what's best for the family. Amen? And, and God, can I tell you this? That God being the supreme father, the supreme governor, the supreme king, the supreme dictator, if you want to call him a dictator, this, the, the God being Theo of a theocracy, God does what's best for his people. Amen? So our purpose then is to act, even when we vote, is to do what best serves the purposes of God. So can I, just a couple of quick things. One of the first ways we can know that we're voting we're the, way, uh, the will of God is we vote the Bible. 
Amen? You don't know what to do? Look and say what the Bible says about it. And can I say this unequivocally? The Bible is always for life. The Bible is always for life. The Bible, God created life, and he is the giver and the sustainer of life. If you want to know how to vote, if you vote, let me tell you this. If we vote the economy over life, we're voting, in my, in my opinion, we're voting in great error and offense to the kingdom of God. Because can I tell you, the government is not our provider. God is our provider. Amen? Congress is not our provider. God is our provider. Amen? He's our provider. In the family, the same thing. So God exists, a government exists then for God's pleasure. No government or God exists solely to fulfill in individual desires, wants, needs, etc. Okay, listen to that. Government does not exist to meet your individual need, desire, want, agenda. No matter who you are. Amen? All right. But God has a unique ability to be specifically working for the best and for the benefit of the whole and the individual at once. God's perspective is eternal. God's knowledge is unending. It's, it's, it's infinite. God has a, the, the uncanny ability, the, the unrivaled, unmatched ability to be able to say, I'm going to work in the scheme of all of world activities and still do what's best for my child at the same time. Amen? I don't have that ability. Anybody here have that ability? No, we lack that ability. That's why we seek to fulfill God's purposes. So God can do that, but you know what? In our human existence, in, in, in families, in churches, in society, yeah, there, there, there's, this, um, there's this thing called the human factor. Has anybody ever, have to deal, ever had to deal with the human factor? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Have you ever had to deal with other human beings? Any, how's that working out there? Okay, is anybody, you know what I'm talking about? We have to deal with human beings, Right? And the truth is that sometimes human beings get selfish. They want everything their way. Now listen, government may provide you with an opportunity. And, and let me say this. What is government? Romans tells you we're not going to get to all the scriptures, guys. Romans tells us this. It says that, that, that government is a representation of God in the earth. That's why we, as citizens of the kingdom of heaven, first and foremost, have our allegiance to God. But secondly, the Bible says that we are to give honor and that we are to obey, to obey the rulers in which he put us under. You know God has put us where we are today, correct? You know you could have been born anywhere else. You could have been born in any other time. You could have been born in any other place on the planet, right? Yeah, you, 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 could be a, you could be a part of the Munyan tribe in the, in the islands of Mindoro, Philippines. You could, be, you could be anywhere. But God in his providence, God in his purposes and plans has placed you here as who you are for his purposes here today. So we have to keep in mind that even though God is working for us individually, he's also working for, at the, he's working his purposes globally and it's not all about me. It's not all about you. Go ahead and feel free. Turn to the person beside you and go ahead and tell them, say, it's not all about you. Okay? And you can return the blessing to them right now. Very quickly. Ready? That's not what government exists for. It's not, what it, why it, it, it's not 
what it's about, it's not why it exists. And that type of government will not work at any level. It won't work nationally. Now, they're trying to make it work. Okay? They're trying to make it work. And that's why we get into this situation we're in right now, where there's so much pandering. Okay? Now, that's a nice word. I put lying in my notes here. That's why... <laughs> There's so much lying to the individuals. They go to one group over here on the far, to one far extreme, and they say, oh, yes, that's exactly what we're going to do, and, and we're going to make sure that happens. And yes, if that's what you want, that's what we're going to do. They go to a group on the extreme other side, diametrically. Of course that's what we're going to do. Yes, that's what we're going to do. We'll say anything to get your vote. But you can't have it that way, folks. Okay? Politicians are not God. God's in charge now, and he will still be in charge on November the 9th. Amen. You need to give the Lord a hand for that this morning. Amen. <laughs> I would like to tell you, it doesn't sweat me. It doesn't move me. It doesn't upset me. I have a definitive preference. You want to know? I'll tell you what my preference is. Okay, I, I, I know what I would like to see for me personally, for our nation. But can I tell you that the first, that, that my trust is in the Lord this morning, amen? That, that your trust, your confidence needs to be in God no matter what happens in an election. It needs to be about doing the will of God. I will say this. I think that's why it's so vitally important, folks, that we humble ourselves before God. Humility says, not my way but your way. And what we hear people doing is picketing and screaming and crying out and saying, I've got to have it my way. Wouldn't it be great to see a sign that says, give it to them, let them have their way. <laughs> right? So we humble ourselves and we seek God and we seek what he desires. If we don't get our way, you know what we're going to do? Listen, I believe this is a word from the Lord. If you don't get your way in this election or in any other time when government is executed, whether it's in nationally or in a family or a church or locally or whatever else, then use it as an opportunity to grow. Use it as an opportunity to say, wait a minute, God, what do you want to work in my life? What opportunity are you giving me? We don't have the time this morning, but you can look through the scripture multitudes of times when God took his blessed people and carried them into pagan nations by captivity so the sole purpose could be so those people could be introduced to God. Amen. They could be introduced to a God who would love them and who a God who ultimately would be able to save them, who ultimately would be able to redeem them. Can I tell you that God still loves the world enough and he loves you and me enough to let us be in difficult situations for the benefit of others? Aren't you glad you came to church this morning? <laughs> so, amen. Listen, if we have to seek to get it our way, it, it won't work nationally. It won't work in a business. I don't care what, who is it, Burger King says, have it your way. Okay, this morning, the television was on. I came walking through the, uh, came walking through the television. Have you seen it now? There's Southwest Airlines got a got an, uh, a commercial out, and it says, have it your way. And they're singing and dancing, and, and whatever you want, have it your way. Just try it. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I'd really, I'd like to fly, you know, here to here to here, and I'd like it for $8, and I would like it, you know. Right? It makes good advertising. It just isn't true. Amen? It's not true in business. 
It's not true in church. And can I say this? Every aspect of life has government. B businesses. There's ultimately somebody that has to make a decision. <laughs> Recently, Yvette loves this when I, I get on the phone. And you probably, none of you probably do this. You don't argue or fuss about, about your bill being. Does anybody get upset when their bill's wrong or you're told something? Nobody else? Just three of us? Okay, the rest of you are independently wealthy. Money doesn't matter. You don't give a rib. It's so, right? Okay, but uh, so I get on the phone and I'm talking and, and somebody will say something like this. Ultimately, they say, well, I can't make that decision. Or they'll say, we can't do this. And I went, yeah, I think you can. Yeah. <laughs> and, they go, and they say, oh, no, no, that can't be. And I said, well, well, do you have a supervisor? Yes. Can I talk to your supervisor? Yes, but they can't do it. I said, well, do they have a supervisor? You know, well, yeah, they have a supervisor. Well, can I talk to them? Well, they're not here now. I'll tell you what. Give them my number. Have them call me. We'll work something out. You know, I mean, that's somebody ultimately makes a decision. Amen. It's not about just us getting our way. It's true in the nation. It's true in business. It's true in the church. It's amazing to me how consumeristic, how consumeristic we've come become when it comes to the things of the kingdom of God. Now, folks, I love you. I know none of what I'm going to say right now will pertain to you or anybody you've ever met in this building. But in some places, there are such immature levels of relationship with God that people will get upset because they don't get their way about something. Because they don't get their preference. Well, they put 10 chairs in the row. I thought they'd only put eight. Or they did this and not that. Or they, you know, I mean, literally, literally, I know churches that, that have, have divided because the colors of the hymn book, we wanted red and they got green. How is the kingdom of God going to prosper like that? Look, this church has government. Okay? Now, the government in the past has been limited, but I'll tell you this, I am excited, I'm thankful that we are expanding, we're, we're, we want more government. Can I tell you what this, if you're walking in a right place with Jesus, if you're walking in a right place with the Holy Spirit, you know what you'll desire in your life? You'll desire more authority in your life. You'll, you'll desire more people speaking into your life. You'll desire more counsel and more wisdom. You want me to know, you want me to tell you how you can know whether or not you're walking in the Spirit or not walking in the Spirit? Not walking in the Spirit, you won't want to hear what other people have to say. Preach on, Pastor Eric. You won't, you won't want to hear the counsel of those who, you, if you're young, you won't want to hear the counsel of the old. If you're mature, you won't want to hear the counsel of the young. What do they know, right? But I, I want to say this. I'm thankful that God is raised up and is raising up even more um, more government here in our church. Let me ask you real quick to do this. If you are a member of the church uh, board, which handles all of our governmental type of um, uh, items and issues over the corporation of the church, or if you were a member of the elder team, would you please stand up at this moment? Okay, look around, guys. Gabe, welcome to the team there, buddy. All right. All right, this is part. We've got some guys missing this morning. Give them a big hand today, would you please? As a matter of fact, from time to time, we have some transition, and I want to I want to acknowledge something. Dan, I know you'll love this. Come on up here, buddy. So, all right. Hey, tomorrow's Dan's birthday. Woo! 
Come on up here, brother. Happy birthday, brother. I got a new golf club. Oh, no. <laughs> but listen, uh, yeah, how to plug it in. <laughs> no, they, they, uh, they say, what, you drive for fun and putt for mun? That's why I'm where I'm at, brother. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You do. <laughs> Since the foundation of New Covenant Church, Dan has, uh, Dan Elbert, has served as the, um, the leader of our finance team. Amen. He's been through uh, the good times and the bad times. He's uh, dealt with all kinds of craziness. Um, he's led us through the, the fundraising and, and, uh, and just he's been here the whole time. And, um, and Dan, I love you. And uh, I, I really do. I appreciate all of your service. Um, Dan is going to be, there's going to be a transition taking place. Uh, Dan's going to be stepping out of the leadership of the finance team, still going to be on our leadership team and serving with us. And, but, um, he's going to be walking Mark Finley through the process of stepping into the leadership of the finances, um, over the next number of months here, however long that takes. But I just, I just wanted to take this opportunity. Listen, government is important. It's important that we have people that, that use their gifts and their talents and their abilities. Some of you, listen, be faithful in your tithing and giving. Amen? Amen. But can I tell you that there's also somebody that helps keep an account, that, that pushes and demands and growls at Chris and, and Corey and I, and, and you can't buy people food. That's, that's right. So quit. <laughs> They're fat. And uh, no, that's not what he says. That's not just, no, he didn't say that. No, he didn't say that. But, but he watches over things, and, and, and I'm thankful. Uh, hey, listen, and Dan, I'll tell you, Dan and I, there have been times when he didn't want to see me, and I didn't want to see him, and, and, uh, and, but we love each other. When we, we do love each other today. Okay, all right. I saw you and Ken back there talking. It worried me. So, uh, but, um, can I, <laughs> but can I tell you this, that, it, um, that I, I value the gift that he's brought to the church his governmental service, and seriously, Dan, because of that, I want to. Tell, we want to honor you today, and this is a gift, and um, and we love you, man. It's a ping golf putter. You may already have a putter. I've got the receipt. All right, you can take it back and exchange it. We love you. Amen. Dan, we love you, man. Thank you for your service. And thanks, thanks to all the people that are serving. Look, churches have government, okay? Churches have government. Government is a necessary part of functioning. It's not about getting your... And listen, the government of the church doesn't exist to get my way or anybody. It exists so God can get his way. I said, government of the church is about God getting his way. Amen? Amen. It won't work anywhere. It won't work in the church for everybody to be selfish. It won't work in the family. Has anybody seen the new commercial? Anybody seen the, it's the pizza commercial. The family's all excited. They're getting ready to order pizza. Has anybody seen this commercial? And the girl walks in and goes, we're having salad, right? How many people have seen this commercial, right? right? And so the first time I thought, and everybody goes, oh, we don't get pizza. I'm going like, yeah, right. I'm going to let my teenager decide how I'm going to live my life, right? Yeah. Yeah, we know that's going to fly. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Listen, I'm telling you what, parents, 
If you are enabling your kids and where you eat and what you do and how you spend your time and how you spend your money, and if it all revolves around three-year-olds or 13-year-olds, you've lost, you've lost your way. <laughs> you've lost your way, okay? I mean, you just, have, you, you, you just need to get it together here. I can see now. Maybe, maybe your kids have never done this, right? They'd be like, if I don't get my way, I'm going to hold my breath until I turn blue. And they'd be like, I'd be like, oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. I'd be here, here, hold on. Baby, baby, bring the video camera and, and bring me a Coke and some popcorn too. While okay, okay, now go ahead, go ahead. I'm ready, go ahead. This is going to be great, man. This is gonna be, I've never seen somebody turn blue. And if you go ahead and pass out, I guarantee we'd win $10,000 on America's Famous Videos, right? So, <laughs> Folks, that's just, it's not about just people getting their way. Amen? Amen. 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 Man. Oh, and I like this. Husbands, right? Husbands. Love you, baby. It's Friday night. You know what's, what's going on? Oh, not tonight, baby. Oh, man, I never get what I want. I never get my way. I'm going to go sleep on the couch. I'm gonna... Yeah, that'll show her. Yeah. That'll teach her a lesson. I won't tell you who, but I will tell you what. Okay. Years ago, years ago, I had a, my, I had a family. I was counseling with this guy. came in and said, man, we're having problems. We can't ever get together. And she never wants to, and I always want to. And that's all he thinks about. And he's a pervert. And I mean, so he goes, man, I got so mad the other night. He said, I got so mad the other night. I just, I said, I can't stay in the same house with you. I'm going to go out and I'm going to go out and sleep in the truck. It's like, you went out of your house. You go to work every day. And you slave and make money, and you went out of your house, and you slept in your pickup. Am I hearing you right? You don't need a counselor. You need a doctor. You know, that's right. I can see him out there getting up, his, own, his neck's all cricked up, oh, walking around the next day. Yeah, I showed her. She's in the bed. Woo! bed to myself. He ain't snoring. Woo! <laughs> Let's see. Have we left anybody out today? Teenagers. You ready? Teenagers, we know all parents are stupid. All right. But put your phones down, lift your head up. And how about asking what you can do to add some value to the home and the family? We know how honored we are to have you among us, but before you create world-changing gizmos, cure cancer, end poverty, stop pollution, and bring global peace, how about serving your sibling or at least cleaning your room? <laughs> oh, there's so much more. There's so much more. And we are getting ready to have pastor appreciation here, aren't we? Yeah, just make everybody happy. <laughs> Who have I left out? Seniors, seniors. Amen. We're so glad that you have been there and done that. <laughs> 
And you've got the t-shirt and the plaque and you've got the, uh, the thimble and the spoon and all the other. Can I say, why don't you go there and do it again? But this time, take somebody with you and mentor them and love them and show them how to do it. Show them. <clears throat> show them <clears throat> out of love how to not make the mistakes that you made over and over again. Help them stand on your shoulder and go higher than they could go without you. Amen? Go ahead. Give the Lord praise for that. <laughs> Government's about authority. If you're really welcome to the Lord, you're going to want more authority in your life. Jesus said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. Colossians says that he took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. He's the ruler of this world now and the ages to come. Amen? And if you'll seek first his will, he will impart his authority in your life. He'll impart his, he'll impart his authority in your life so that no matter what your circumstance or situation is, be it in our nation, in this church, in our community, in a family, in a business, whatever it is, that not only can you seek but you can accomplish the will of God. Is that anybody's purpose? And is that anybody's desire today? Is that anybody's desire? Bow your heads just for a moment. Roger, get ready. Just before we pray, just before we pray. How many people say this morning, maybe there have been some, maybe I've been living for myself. Maybe, maybe I've been a little bit selfish. Maybe I've been focused on me and what I want. Maybe I've only been concerned about what benefits me. But today, today, I want, to, um, I want to surrender my will to the will of God. And I want to start by saying, Jesus, I want you to come in and to be the Lord of my life. Forgive all of my sins. Come in and make me the person that you want me to be. Is that anybody today that say, I want that in my life? Just lift your hand up this morning. Okay. All right. Yes. Yes.